Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 23, and I just want to have a discussion about pornography. And ideally, my focus here is, is with husbands and marriage. And so, uh, obviously, for, for young men who aren't married, th- this could totally give you some insights that are, are wealth well worth grabbing onto. And for, for, for ladies that have a porn problem or um, ha- are dealing with that or have, like this, this could be helpful in some way, shape, or form. Who knows? Um, but obviously, for me, um, you know, porn hits home because uh, as a young man, I was eight, eight years old. I was introduced to porn. We lived in Alaska, and our backyard was just filled with uh, lots of porn. And even in the midst of that, uh, just having interactions with friends and, you know, people along the way, even adult friends who, who, who were into porn and, you know, handing out magazines and stuff like that. And so for me, um, I had plenty of examples around me that displayed that, uh, pornography was, was okay. Um, it really got, um, in a dark place when, um, Actually, my wife and I, we weren't married. We were fornicating and in sin. But I, I didn't really understand what it meant to, to have sexual intimacy and what that looked like and, you know, all these questions. And so, uh, lo and behold, um, not being a Christian, um, I, I didn't have that relationship with my father. So I went to the Internet to, to get that information. And that was a big problem. And so I, I would highly recommend for young men... Um, you know, or, or, you know, to, to go talk to your fathers. And this just gives a more of an insight to the fathers. Like, Hey, you've got to wake up. You've got to be godly and growing. If you are struggling with porn and lust, well, I'm telling you right now, your kids are going to have a problem with that. So you need to do, you need to be the example that you were made to be for them. So I would encourage you, um, husbands, uh, or you know, fathers, like if you have kids, like you got to be able to, you got to get a grasp on this. And so hopefully I can share some, some things about how I've, you know, gotten insight from God's word and how that just impacted me and changed me. And so, um, obviously for me, it starts with, um, a true confession. Like it, it, you gotta, I mean, you've got to get to the place to where in your heart you hate it. And so for me, I, I was ashamed and, and just, um, just embarrassed by, by this, this, uh, addiction. Um, I wasn't a Christian. And so it was just that I just knew it wasn't right. It just, you know, it, 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 it was gross. It was nasty. Um, and so I ended up quitting it cold Turkey. Um, but the Lord interrupted my life and the Lord showed me some things from his word that, uh, allowed me to see, you know, why it was an issue and, and why the sin was, was needing to be killed. And, and, Tenderly, some some ideas on how to how to kill it, but also to just continue to grow and more and more out of that. Um, there's and then there's so many good resources out there, which I'll talk about um, later on in this podcast. But um, so the first step is you know men truly confessing and repenting, grieving like just just tore up about this, you know, so tore up that you actually want to do something about it. You know, if you're not bothered by your porn problem. Um, you got some serious problems that you got to deal with because you should be bothered. And, and, uh, one of the things is, is you got to realize that, um, you know, this, when a wife finds out that their husband has a porn problem, it totally degrades them. The wife kind of now looks at it like, um, there, there is no value in, in her, 
um, um, in her body, um, let alone the, the ideas of having to compete with um, these images that you see or watch that um, are uh, that display uh, just they're not reality. I mean, uh, Hollywood does a good job or the porn industry does a good job of just making it seem all glamorous. It's not. Uh, what is glamorous is actually being content and satisfied with your wife. And that is what you want to be striving towards is being that kind of husband who finds just satisfaction in your wife alone. You know, where your wife feels like she is your joy, she is your crown, and that you you think that she is the most beautiful woman in the world, and she should feel that. I mean, if she doesn't, you got problems. You got to work on that. Um, and so for me, you know, after I'd gotten saved, uh, you know, one of the because one of the things I thought as a as a young man was like, oh, it's just a private sin, no big deal. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's just I'm the one that has to deal with it. Well, you know, Jesus would totally say something different, and he does. In Matthew 5, 27 through 29, uh, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better for you to lose one of your members than to, than that your whole body would be thrown into hell. And so... Yeah, so just the just the um, just the look, the lustful look that only God can see. It's not private. It, it impacts your relationship with God, your Creator. It it it, it impacts your relationship with with your wife, uh, because you cannot have the 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 pure love satisfaction in your marriage if you are uh, gazing and thinking about other women like it's just not going to happen like you're 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 not going to be blessed there is no blessing in that um you know there there is actually uh damnation for for that husband because it leads to physical adultery i mean so if you're not going to be able to have control with your thoughts it just it's going to grow it's like a seed you know it's just like you know like hate Hate leads to murder. You know, if you don't kill it, eventually you're going to kill somebody. And so lust, if you don't kill your lust, eventually it's going to lead to other things that are going to be destructive to your marriage. Whether that you divorce and you want something more or, you know, your wife's not, you know, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like, um, you know, um, you know, porn gives you the wrong idea of, of, of sex and, and, and relationship. You know, it, it, it makes women objects or you know, and I hate saying this, but toys rather than actually uh, so, someone made in the image of God, who God has given you for the sake of uh, fellowship and and unity and, and you know to, uh, to to honor Him and to be fruitful and and productive and to be blessed, and so, you know, men, the, the <laughs> porn is not a private sin. It, it, and in fact, it impacts the whole body. So r r just beyond your own relationship with, with the Lord, your relationship with your wife, it impacts your community. Uh, uh, your, your church body can't be what it's meant to be if you're actually privately having this sin. You got to deal with it. You really do. Um, I'm just telling you, you, you can act like it doesn't impact anybody, but it really does because, you know, we need everybody to be pursuing purity in, in the body. And so that, that's one of the things that, that changed my heart. So when I read, I was like, oh my word. So then I totally had to go make things right with the Lord. I had sinned against him and then I, and then my wife. And so like, I mean, obviously I do realize that when it comes to, you know, lust and, uh, uh like adultery and things like that lying, you, we should confess those, um, 
um, you know, um, things. I mean, obviously, if if it if it was only when I was eight and 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 it, and I dealt with it and went away with, I don't know if that's something that I. I mean, maybe I could tell my wife. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but it's not something that I've sinned against her. Uh, but when you sin against your wife, you should make those things right and 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 per, and make and make restitution there. Um, you know, another, another, another verse that totally, uh, that I think about all the time, and I'm so thankful for this, uh, but Genesis 2, 23 through 24, uh, then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And so this gives the idea that, you know, just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three in one, a husband and a wife are two in one. It's Trinitarian. Like, um, you know, and and those in the Lord, they have the Spirit. So we are meant to, to have fellowship and and to be and to have uh, that is a blessing, and so when you when a husband is looking at porn, uh, there is no way that you're able to hold fast to your wife and to be one. You're not one. You know what? Like you know, and, and even and then I, I I know that there have been situations where, um, you know the the let's say the husband and a wife you know. Are, are okay with watching porn well that's that's a problem too like um ideally uh, i don't think you need to watch anything a husband and wife should be able to consider you know in, in a uh, in their own way in their own bedroom privately you know just you know you know, just enjoying each other you know what that looks like and if if somebody if a couple was struggling with like well what what does sexual intimacy look like well i would recommend a book i've only read parts of it but it's called intended for pleasure and i think that something like that would give you a good resource for like if there's things that you're thinking about you're not really sure like you know what find um people that are christians who can give you a christian perspective on you know those kind that kind of things that would help you out you and your marriage and you know what talk about it have a conversation you know oftentimes husbands that are dealing with porn um they they get the wrong idea that there's no communication there's just expectations and and then let alone the the problem with the husband expecting the wife to always pursue which the the husband pursuing you know and, and if the husband needs to realize that if they don't like the the sexual activity in their in their marriage they need to lead and do something like step up like you know find a way to be a better husband and to lead um but ultimately the idea that you know, the husband and the, uh, the the husband and the wife are one like they are together and you want to do things that actually uh, bring about blessing in that unity, not uh, tear it apart or destroy it. And pornography is going to absolutely rip apart the marriage. I know of uh, some friends who have actually gotten divorced because of um, pornography and, and even masturbation because ideally, you know, um, you know, the, the two kind of are linked together. And so usually a, a man with a pornography problem has a masturbating problem and like the man really needs the husband needs to learn to have self-control and to um like it was um you know and to enjoy his to enjoy his wife to be patient and to to wait for that sexual intimacy that comes when they're together you know when when the husband's off in the corner uh by himself like there's no oneness there like that's that's selfishness that's that's not loving your wife as christ loved the church like um he needs to uh, to to lay down his own life for the sake of 
making sure that he's including his wife. Um, which leads me to another verse, um, which is Proverbs 5, 18 and 19. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Like you got to be content with the wife that God has given you. Like, and so this verse, I mean, I, I have um, asked the Lord to, to strengthen me, to help me, you know, for, for many years, like to, to continue to have a delight in, in my wife, in her body, and, and just to be intoxicated with her love. I, I don't want to be intoxicated with, with uh, images or, or videos or anything that are not of my wife. Like my wife is my joy and my treasure. And like I have built up these walls and yes, it's it's a lesson and you got to build self-control like uh like proverbs 25 28 says a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls so that's imagine that like your marriage you know if you lack self-control you are you're tearing your walls down you're totally exposed there's no protection and so a man that actually builds those walls and and has self-control and and pursues his wife and delights in her like that's that's a way of building a wall like and that marriage becomes stronger and more god glorifying and just more intimate i mean the 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 fellowship is richer when the husband and wife are actually de- delighted in each other and so again um, you know, the, it's, you got to learn self-control. You got to be content. Um, you know, ideally, uh, if you're not content with your wife, well, that, that is a problem. Uh, maybe there are some things that you could to do as a couple that might, um, you know, bring about uh, more healthier lifestyles or stuff. I mean, who knows why you're, you're content? Obviously, um, you know, a, a man should not see his wife uh, anything other than his crown and joy. And so, you know, maybe there's things that he could do to help her. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, as and I know this, I'm 44 and trust me, like, you know, getting old is, is lame, but you, you usually get, um, you know, you know, you're not as active and, uh, you know, especially for the, the, the wife who, let's say all the kids, I mean, that, that's even more work. So, you know, there, you know, there's, you know, there's things that the husband and wife can do activity wise with, especially with the family, uh, to be engaged and to be, um, looking for ways to, to work out. I mean, for me, like, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I like to work out because I want to be healthy. I want to be, I want to be, uh, fit for, um, you know, for my wife, I don't want to be, you know, a, a, a slothful man who's, who's not active, who's, who's just totally, um, you know, being inactive, not, not really working out. I mean, a, a healthier husband is better than a non-healthy husband. Same thing with a wife. So obviously there's ways that husbands and wives can work those things out. Um, but, you know, I delight in my wife and I tell her that all the time. And, and, uh, that verse has totally impacted me to consider that I am to rejoice in the wife that God has given me. And then, uh, last, um, you know, um, you know, ideally I, I think in the podcast is going to go a little long today. So, um, hopefully this has been engaging and you're like totally, uh, into it. Um, uh, but, um, you know, I think men put too much stock on, on sex. Um, and one of the verses that opened my eyes to think differently about that is Matthew 22, 29 through 33. But Jesus answered them, you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not 
God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. And so before this, uh, some I think Sadducees or Pharisees were are arguing about, um, you know, this guy who had a wife and he died. And, you know, she ended up having like seven husbands. Well, in the resurrection, whose wife he's going to be? Well, I mean... Part of me thinks like, well, maybe these guys were thinking that the sexual relationship would continue on, and and uh, and and that's just not that's not the case. Like um, the um, the intimacy that um, that we are we are going to be given in heaven with Christ surpasses any intimacy here on earth. So that fellowship and intimacy is going to be like way better than the the intimacy sexual intimacy between a husband and a wife. Uh that that sounds weird but it I mean I, there is no sex in in heaven. And so ideally um sex has its purposes obviously, you know, creating, you know, um the you know the cultural mandate or you just, you know, um I can't even think of it right now. I don't know why, but um, in Genesis, you know, you know, be fruitful, multiply. So, yeah. So, and then obviously raising those arrows and just uh, having a family that God's has given husbands and wives as the unit of society. Like they, they have kids and they, they raise them up uh, in the fear and instruction of the Lord. And so that, you know, that's a part of our society that we need. I mean, that, that's a healthy family. So, but obviously, you know, there are way more important things in a marriage than sex. Sex is great. Sex is awesome. And I think when you have a marriage where the, the there's unity, there's fellowship and just communication and all things are clicking, it's going to be awesome. And the sex is going to be better. But uh, ideally, uh, husbands have got to learn to actually die the death to get to that point. They, they instantly want to go um, to, to just instantly always it's about sex. And one of the books that was insightful to me was Sex, Romance, and the Glory of God. Uh, what every Christian husband needs to know. C.J. Mahaney wrote it. Fantastic book. In fact, it's it's been one that I've always um, been thought about. It it comes to my mind because it's about you know touching your wife's heart and mind before you touch her body. And then uh, it even goes into talking about like studying your wife, getting to know her, you know, her interest, and just involving that fellowship. But obviously, talking that you know. There's more to marriage than sex. And obviously my problem when I got married was that's all I thought about. I just thought I need to get married so that way, you know, God's not angry with me and I can have sex and I have to worry about, you know, you know being in sin. So, which is the you know, wrong thinking, but I mean, obviously there's way more to marriage than sex. And I've learned that and I'm still thankful because, um, you know, I'm able to, you know, share that, be that example to, to my daughters and to other families that are watching, um, you know, and another book that I would recommend, which has some, some insights to, um, some of the things that we've talked about is uh, For Glory and a Covering, um, Douglas Wilson. Great, great resource there uh, for men that are struggling and just don't know what to do. Uh, Tim Chalice has a great, um, it's called Sexual Detox. I highly recommend reading that. Um, it's been an insightful tool for me that I've read um, and um, have read a few times and then even recommended it to a bunch of friends that um, have needed encouragement in fighting uh, lust and porn. So, um, at the, at the, this is, uh, going to wrap this up. I, um, I'm just, you know, God has been gracious and, uh, and I'm thankful, but ideally if you're a husband that has a porn problem, you really need to get some accountability. You need to do something about that. You, you should envision what you want your marriage to be like. Um, you know, read some of the resources that I've, I've talked about or, or ask or look around, find some other way. There's so many resources that, um, you know, on, on, uh, on, on, uh, marriage, but ultimately 
pornography will be a hindrance to your marriage. Your marriage will not be blessed and as fruitful as it could be if you have that. Um, you've got to kill that. And, uh, and your wife needs to know that, that they are your crown and joy. And so stop kicking them around like a can on the streets because that's what you're doing when you're looking at porn. It's disgusting. I pray that if you are listening to this and you have a problem with porn, you, that God will convict you and repent and, and that he would expose um, your sin. And that, and, that, and that would be for the sake of you being restored and being uh, brought to, the, to, to what you're supposed to be in, in, in Christ, uh, which is to be pure. So uh, until next time, may you be godly and growing. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in.